0: Freedom is the ability to travel. I love that quote, and it's so true. We really are capable of being as free as we want to. And today's guests on the show, my friends Kendall and Michael, talk about how their quality of life drastically improved when they packed up their lives and moved into a van and traveled the country to live a life of ultimate freedom. What I love about these guys is that they look at life as a series of phases. And in this phase, Michael is training for the Olympics and Kendall is thriving as a digital marketer. And the next phase might be totally different, but all that matters is that in whatever phase you're in, you're making forward progress and having fun. And if you can say that, then this phase is a success and will lead into an even better next phase. My favorite part of this conversation was when Kendall brought up a banger point about how the average life is full of distractions, whether with technology or possessions. And these distractions actually distance us from self-awareness, passion, dreams, and overall success. And getting rid of these distractions puts you face to face with your own life and makes you confront things that you might be avoiding. But confronting your life is the first step to taking control. It's really inspiring and I think everyone listening will walk away with a fresh perspective on life and a clear focus on how we can be as free as possible. We had this whole conversation in their van. It's a really dope setup and you can hear all about it right now. I am here in Kendall and Michael's current residence, which is a van. And you guys have been living in this van for how long now?
1: Four months? Yeah, just about. How's that been? It's been great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I wake up every morning, look at this beautiful beadboard ceiling. Just can't believe we built it. Go to sleep every night. Grateful. This is what we call home.
0: You built this van. Yes. You built this van in how long?
2: About eight weeks of actual working. We Mm -hmm. spent... 60 hours a week working on it together and then plus we had one friend we meet every weekend plus some other friends who come and chime in so it was a non-stop project for a solid two months but even before that we had done so many hours of planning we knew exactly what fridge we wanted what floor we wanted how we're going to build everything we had everything already picked out and that probably took equally as much time as the actual build so I'd say aggressively working on it probably about four months of
1: yeah. work our four timeline work. we decided in october of last year october november we're like we're gonna get a van
2: we pretty much had the dream of a van and then
1: yeah pretty soon
2: we... after the idea was spawned it was a reality pretty soon afterwards yeah. we didn't dwell in dream life. well you've wanted a van a lot longer than oh, i have yeah. you told me one day oh we, we should build a van and I was thinking. I'd never seen other people build vans, so I was thinking, how is that even possible? Why yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to do any of this. Was and it what, a tough? How are you, we Michael? possible? Uh, a little bit. In the beginning, I was thinking, well, we don't have the skills to build a van. Why don't we just get an RV or something? And then you refused because like those are super dank. No <laughs> offense to RV people, but we were the RV that we would have ended up getting would have been a more rough van, a rougher RV kind of thing by nature of where we were kind of butterwise looking at kind of thing. We would have had like a giant baller bus kind of th- thing yeah um and then you kind of said how a van would work and then i think we did one run you told me when we were getting ready to go run after the run i was like you know what maybe we could do this could figure out how to do that and then we did some more looking around and then yeah,
1: yeah. i think it was a lot of life things happened to where it just kind of seemed more appealing to michael like he's a professional triathlete so races a lot of places that aren't here And he'd be like, can you come to this? And I'd say, ah, I'd love to, but, you know, I can't just leave my lease. Or, you know, there was just all these different things that made van life kind of seem the best option for us.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess the van wasn't really this, oh, I want to go be free and go explore and kind of thing. I was already traveling, very nomadic. And um, when we started dating, the first three months we were dating, I think we had seen each other three cumulative weeks. It was pretty much one week and then six weeks gone and then one week together and then three weeks gone and then one week together. And then, I mean, you had to fly to Montreal to see me, you had to come meet me in Hawaii to see me, that kind of thing.
0: So, oh, wait, let's backtrack, let's backtrack. Yeah. First of all, Kendall, how would you introduce yourself? What, what title would you give yourself? Who is Kendall Yates?
1: I would say I'm a free spirit, active, creative person. I am a full-time marketing director, a virtual assistant, I take photos. I kind of just can't sit still. I would yeah. say I'm a person that just kind of always is doing something.
0: Are you someone who your mind is always working? Your imagination is always firing? Yes.
1: I have a very active imagination.
0: I've been on Zoom calls with you and I can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> always something is firing and then you just, you, you have a really strong imagination and yeah. vision. Yeah, so. ideas.
1: I'm an idea person.
0: Yeah, Who were who is Michael? <laughs> And um, what title would you give give yourself? How would you introduce
2: yourself? Well, I don't typically like to define myself, I guess, by what I'm doing. I am a professional triathlete. Um, I race internationally. Uh, I've done this for four years now. I graduated college in 2016. Uh, I was a pre-med major. I had a minor in business. I was actually going to do business school after undergrad and then planning on doing medicine. I had my whole life mapped out. And then pretty much my senior year spring, uh, I got offered... A pro contract for this team in the States and then like five days before I was supposed to start business school i got cold feet decided you know what I'm gonna really kind of go for this and trace this dream um, of professional athletics and then pulled out of my program uh, moved to Indiana to live in an attic with a teammate and trained with my coach and squad there full-time because they were all based in Indiana I was the only one who was remote and pretty much since then it's been training camp to training camp to race to race so I'll go Typically, especially early on, it was about three months at a training camp or something, and then a series of races. So I have we'll go do a series in Europe or a series in Africa or a series in South America, and then back three months in Florida and Indiana and Boulder, Colorado. For me, it's been this very nomadic life for four years. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's it's the dream kind of thing. My ultimate goal would be to make the Paris Olympic team in 2024, oh. and then... The goal would be to go back to the original plan, which would be uh, medicine. and After I'm, your I'm... gold medal, of course. <laughs> yeah, that would be, nice. <laughs> be nice. Just do a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, I'm actually in my MBA right now um, as of this September or so. I started back uh, my MBA that I was planning on doing before. but The van life seems to really suit your lifestyle right now then, right? Exactly. So that's yeah. really kind of why the van made sense because, again, we were tapping on that earlier, is the first three months we were dating, we pretty much met, and then... I remember saying i'm leaving in a week and i was going to go to mexico and then i was going to europe for like three months or something in yeah. canada and it was pretty much going to be we hung out every day for a week and then said well i guess we're doing this thing distance kind of thing and then uh it was your idea to build the van and kind of well what if we just brought our home yeah. wherever and you could yeah. work remote and it, that that told me i was like well if that means that we can make that happen then sure for sure so it really wasn't about Um, for me, at least you've always wanted to live in a van and everything and see so much of, you know, beautiful country, beautiful world kind of thing for me. I was already doing a lot of that, but for me, it was, I want to have the same pillow every day. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? Like the little things that you take for granted. So for me, it was a lot about the appeal and the, my favorite part about the van was just the consistency really, which is, Mm -hmm. I miss the van when we're not in it. We've even gone now, we're back in Texas. We've gone back to see our families and it's back in, you know, my parents' house that I've grown up in, it's, you know, I'd rather stay in the van. because yeah. that's what feels like home now. I don't wow. want to go back to my old room. This is my new yeah. home. So it's like, and if I have that option, I would rather stay in the van in the driveway of my yeah. childhood home kind of thing. So True. it really just feels like home. And it's a really, really good feeling. True
1: to our nature, we don't have normal lives and we don't have normal van lives. Yeah. We're just kind of different. We do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So the lives that you both live pre van and during the van life they don't really seem to differ that much.
2: No, it, it, obviously it outside looking in, it's not yeah. in terms of the effect that we have, I think on other people in terms of the quality of work that Kendall brings to her employers, in terms of the quality of racing and training that I bring to the country and races that I go to kind of thing. I yeah. think those are all just been improved. Our, yeah. our quality of I life agree. is better. Our happiness is better. Our creativity is better. Our execution yeah. is better. Um, but in terms of exactly what you said, pre-van, post-van, outside looking in hasn't drastically changed but in terms of our individual life i'd say also not drastically changed just little pieces have improved we've essentially maximized every opportunity instead of letting some givens of our life derail or not even derail but dictate the rest of our lives it was very much keep what's fixed but well find room to let's map
1: out a day before so a day before van it'd be like all right i have a run a bike and a swim So I'm going to drive here. I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to have to drive to the YMCA. And it was all of these life logistics that everyone deals with. Like imagine if you have a nine to five, you're like, okay, so I need to take my breakfast. I need to take my work stuff. Maybe set up clothes for the gym afterwards. You have all this planning that you have to do to have like a successful day. But that was all removed when we had our home wherever we went. Yeah. It's like, okay, we just need to figure out the best place to park so that it's not a far walk to get to the trail. It's not a far driver walk to get to the pool. You know, if we need a snack, our kitchen's right there. Or it, nap. If we need <laughs> a nap, just there's your bed. You yeah. know, it removed all of these logistical things that bog down and tire people out because yeah. they're kind of fighting upstream to have a successful day and all these life things are just yeah. getting in the way. Yeah. So it's
0: really simplified. Oh, oh yeah. For sure. Totally. So with that simplicity, do you feel like, because you've been living in this van actively for how many months? Yeah, how four long? months. Four. Four months.
2: Three, yeah. three of those months were not in Texas and then we've been back in Texas for about a month. Yeah. But even since we've been back...
1: We've lived in the We've van. Been
2: in the van yeah. kind of thing, between yeah. seeing friends and family kind of thing. But the first three months was very much on the road. Yeah, on the road. It, most of it was going to places that suited my training the best, kind of thing. So mostly we was an altitude camp. So we were pretty much oh, about yeah. six thousand feet or above for And
1: three it was months, also a think. fleeing fires camp. Oh yeah. Because California <laughs> caught <laughs> yeah. fire. So yeah. we went to Oregon randomly. Yeah. And then Oregon caught fire. So we went to Utah. And then Utah got bad, so we went to Colorado. Yeah. So, I mean, wow. you couldn't do that. We were talking to other athletes, and they're like, yeah, I'm just going to be inside for the next two weeks because the smoke's so bad. Yeah. And we had the luxury of just looking well, on a map leave. and being <laughs> like, okay, the AQI doesn't look bad here. Let's go. And Yeah,
2: let's drive to Bend yeah. now kind of wow. thing. So, we, two different occasions, we l- had an unscheduled eight-hour drive that pretty much yeah. we woke up, and conditions were bad and dangerous. So, we got in yeah. the van and left. So, even... In terms of being in the best training in the country, so we were in Lake Tahoe, California, which is a hidden gem of and yeah. training, just with open water swimming, mountain biking, or like inclined mountains on the altitude, road still, yeah. altitude Weather. trails and everything. Yeah. So with Smoky, we just left, so everyone who was there was just stuck there and couldn't go yeah. outside. So it's really, I think, been in terms of, I mean, my life. It's 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 allowed for me to have the best training possible. It's allowed for me to be with Kendall, and then yeah. in terms of you've been able to do all of your work. Yeah to equally as high of a degree as before and also yeah. live your best life, go to see some amazing places. So it's really just only opened up opportunities but um while still being able to preserve the things that we were doing. So prior. would you
0: say that your quality of life has actually improved? Yes. Oh, drastically. Drastically. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I feel like we've grown a lot as people too. It's like it's not as frantic You know, you you have, we were saying this all the time when we built it, we're like, we can't wait for the day when we don't have anything to do. Oh, yeah,
2: just be bored or something. Yeah,
1: yeah, be bored, like not have, okay, I'm done with my workout or I'm done with the day, now I'm going to spend four hours building the van. It's like, the days when we just didn't have anything on our schedule were just magical.
2: Yeah. Wow. Which doesn't actually come very often. We're still actually yeah. pretty busy True. doing things. But because there's I mean, that
0: stigma of people who live in a van. It's like, oh, you spend all your days just leisurely. No. Yeah. The park. People no. think that. But you both live productive oh, yeah. lives.
1: My favorite thing was when people would be like, oh, how's your trip? Like on a work call. And I'd yeah. be like, not a trip. It's my life. If yeah. it were a trip, yeah. we wouldn't be on a Zoom call. <laughs> <So>. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. So it's improved your quality of life. But. When you took that initial departure, what was the hardest thing to let go of?
1: I, I feel like I have an answer to this. And it was hard to put my finger on at first, but there were days that were just hard. You know, you just, you had a mood or something was up and it just, you know, we built it out to be this wonderful thing and it is, it's great. It's like all that we could have ever hoped. But when you live in a van, there aren't any distractions. As I said, you remove like the logistics of life. So you don't have things to occupy your mind. You don't have another room you can walk to. You don't have, like, there aren't really any escapes. You're in this van. You're in this life that you've built. And yes, you have the ultimate freedom to move somewhere else. But you don't do that every day, you know. And so it really forces you to deal with whatever is happening in your life. Because it is simpler. And I think that's one of the coolest things that I realized. It's like it grew us as people so I feel it forces like.
0: you to kind of confront your own life yeah. you don't have distractions yeah, where you can just tune totally. out of life you have to really deal with it
1: it's the perfect analogy for what everyone is ha- dealing with during covid they can't go to a bar they can't f- travel internationally and that's why people are going crazy because they're they're having to be home and deal with whatever it is that's going on in their life mm-hmm. and we're so insulated from what's going on with covid because we are nomads and we get to still travel but it really brought into a exactly you know, but it, <laughs> it really months. brought me empathy for those people and the rest of the world because it's like you know some when the days were hard we had this one i don't know what's our cubic feet here we had 400 cubic feet. 400 cubic feet of nothing to distract <laughs> you yeah. so
0: do you think that we're really using technology as a distraction to ignore parts of our life we don't really want to confront i think
1: people are using the traditional approach to life Mm -hmm. as a distraction from what they really want. It's kind of like the generic, okay, we're, we're going to go to college. We're going to get a nine to five. There are so many things that you just don't really have to think. You don't really have to ask yourself these hard questions. They don't have to be uncomfortable. They don't, they can pick these easy things and it doesn't really challenge them and they don't have to be self-aware to succeed
0: so you both what i love about you both is that you look at life in phases yeah Where you're like in this phase i'm doing this in the next phase you want to be a a doctor well well
1: we're not going to live in the van forever you know like things come to an end it's like you know the phase of life is just like what you want right now yeah it's like who you are in this moment and what will make you happy okay Yeah, yeah and
2: i feel like that that this analogy we use makes more sense to me, makes more sense to us because it's, we aren't in that traditional path of graduate college and then I work my job and that is now my life. We're very much like, okay, we're doing this triathlon thing for a little while, but it's temporary kind of thing. And then we'll go on to other things, which we have ideas for and stuff, but not, you know, those can change and those can adapt and stuff. And then, so I don't know. I, I, I like that idea knowing, for me, it was important knowing that what I'm doing now is temporary Um, so for one, take advantage of it. And two, like as an athlete, you only have a few prime years. You can't go back on this opportunity. So for Mm -hmm. me, it's, I think I have the opportunity to attempt something that most people don't even get the chance to attempt, or most people get, choose not to kind of take that chance and everything. So, um, I know that this time is very limited, um, and very valuable in that regard, Mm -hmm. but the key is limited. So after that, it's something else. Um, so that's kind of how I look at it as, well, this is what I'm doing now, but after that I'm going to do something else. So living a non-traditional life doesn't have to derail the rest of your life yeah. kind of thing. So I think there's this stigma, I know by both of our parents, frankly, of graduate, get a job and work there for 40 years and then enjoy your life kind of mindset. I'm like, whoa, I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. Like I've already traveled far more than, I mean, I've raced in, I think, 18 different countries or something and multiple states- it's not derailing the rest of our life. And I think if more people knew that, that you can spend a little bit of your life, enjoying your youth, taking some risks, chasing a dream. And Hey, if something terrible happens and we can no longer continue this life, well, Hey, we tried, we, we enjoyed it. And now let's go back and settle for that. That, that door is still open. Mm-hmm. But if you go down the first door, you can't come back this way. Like, it's a lot harder to go and go down the traditional path and then try to turn around and Oh, I want to go live a life of freedom and and risk and adventure, chase a dream. I want to see what I can do as an athlete. I want to see what I can do as an entrepreneur. I want to chase a dream of creativity. I want to be an artist. Like all those dreams, you can't go backwards. You have to do them first.
1: It's about not having regret and pursuing something that makes you happy and figuring out what that is for you, not anyone else, that thing inside you that you kind of have this little voice that's like, oh, I wish I could do that. Yeah, It's about chasing that.
0: So do you think everyone has a voice that's kind of drawing them toward a certain maybe lifestyle or this idea of success? Because everyone's idea of success is different. Absolutely. But I think a lot of people don't, they don't know how to tune into that to their specific voice. So they listen to another voice telling you no success is going to college and getting the MBA and
2: working a job that you have no yeah. passion for. I don't think everyone has that drive to do something non-traditional. I think that's why it's the traditional path, because it's the majority It's what most people do. And I think a lot of people do just want to settle and um, have peace in predictability. And I think um, it's it's I feel more for the minority of people who have always wanted to travel, have always wanted to pursue a dream, have always wanted to see what they can do in athletics or in art or in whatever, in content creating, whatever it ends up being, whatever your passion is, I think there's a lot of people who have a dream but don't ever even take the opportunity to do it because no one's ever told them that that's okay. Yeah. And I think I think also there's a difference and we're not doing this to have fun. It's a, it's a deeper intrinsic value here. And also it's also... Like, we have full-time jobs. Like, we have a career kind of thing. Um, We're setting up for success in the future. It's not this, I want to have fun in my 20s. I'm going to go to Cabo for two years and try to do something. And if that's what you want to do, then, like, sure. But it isn't necessarily, like, we're not just doing, having fun, traveling. We're really working for greater things. But it
1: makes us happy. But
2: it makes us happy. And we could have done other things that were also great but would have made us less happy. But I think it's that. That, that it's, was it's a good just point that I want to. not just chasing immediate joy, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So you made a really good point that I really like how you said
0: some people are genuinely never told that you can live your own idea of success. Yeah. yeah. So how did you both come to that realization that you are, you have total control of your life, take it any direction you want to?
1: You know, like I said, I was, I was kind of different growing up. Like in college, I wasn't like all the other college kids. I didn't want to, party. I wanted to do all these other things. I spent more more time off campus than on campus. And I just, I spent so much time wondering why it was different. Eventually, I just kind of said, it doesn't matter that you're different. Stop wasting time reflecting on that. Just go for what makes you happy. And... I just started doing that and it was kind of just a positive feedback where I do things that made me happy, they made me confident, they challenged me to go do even more things that made me happy and eventually I built this like track record of just like things that I was like I think I want to try that and I did it and I was successful and I looked back on my life and I said you know what when I have wanted to do something and I've really committed to it I've always found a way to make it happen maybe not in the timeline that I expected but if I just worked hard enough and I really committed and believed, like I just I just had enough of a track record to where I was like, that should just make me confident to do this in the future, chase dreams in the future. Cause I've proven that I have what it takes to make them happen.
0: I think that is really awesome. I think it requires a certain level of self confidence and self yeah. belief. <laughs> there are a lot of people who are living a life of just stagnation, yeah. maybe because they were never told Believe in yourself. You can do whatever you want. You can follow your dreams. They were ne- A lot of people have never been told that. And I feel like a lot of people working mindless, dead-end jobs and have no passion for their work, and they- they're just wasting their time. What advice would you give that person to unlock themselves and say, you can do whatever you want. You can follow your dream. You can follow your passion.
1: Maybe start small and lose your sense of a timeline. Like... I don't know. I've always wanted to be a photographer. And for the longest time I said, I can't take photos. I don't have the vision. You know, I'd try to take a photo and it wouldn't turn out the way that I wanted. And, you know, it took a lot of me feeling like I had failed and kind of wanting to just be like, no, it's not for me. But you just have to keep trying until you realize, well, the fact that I, I know that's not the photo that I want, means that I can get there. Like I know that's not the photo I want. I know that there's something else that I can be doing. And I just have to be willing to let it happen and it's time to, to get there in my own time to where I do take a photo that I want and I like and I'm proud of. Mm-hmm.
0: So understanding that things take time to accomplish. Yeah. And you're not going to hit success after day one. Yeah. But sucking is the first step to being
2: good. <laughs> yeah. I guess for <clears throat> for me personally, I think I almost didn't pursue professional athletics, even when I had the opportunity to. I almost decided no, go down the original path, go to your MBA. That's a great opportunity. Like, I had a scholarship. Like I was did great in school. Um, everyone was excited. For, like family was like, that's so great. Like you're gonna do great things. You know what I mean? And friends, parents, all everyone kind of one kind of thing. Um, I ultimately asked one of my friends who's typically the most blunt of all of my friends who would really tell me something how it is. And when I said I was considering dropping out of school to move to Indiana and pursue an Olympic dream, it was, I, I needed I, I was actually asking him for the sake of needs to snap me out of this because, um, I, I need I just need to go back down that original path kind of where I think a lot of people get stuck in. And he was said basically like, I will, I would always bet on you kind of thing. Um, I think you almost have to do it kind of thing. Like You have the opportunity to, and most people don't even have the opportunity to do something. So I think if you have the passion, the opportunity, and you choose not to, it's just you're only hurting yourself. And 20, 30, 50 years down the road, you'll look back and regret not doing something way more than you'll look back and regret something you did. Like My uh,
1: favorite quote that my mom always says, you regret most in life the things that you didn't do. And it's so true. Yeah, And then also... What's the worst that happens if you try something and it doesn't work? Maybe you have an unpleasant reaction. You feel disappointed. But isn't feeling something better than being apathetic about what you're doing in life? I would so, like, emotions are a gift. Feeling a certain way is a gift. Being apathetic in life, that's not the, I mean, some people, you know, that that's fine. They don't really, they don't like the roller coaster. But if you like right. the roller coaster, go up and down, you know?
0: Yeah. That, that's a really great point because I think people. You know, my friend always says that people tend to live either a one to ten life, where highs are really high, lows are can be pretty low, or a four to six life where everything is pretty safe, <laughs> yeah. everything's just kind of fine. Yeah. You know, and that four to six life, that probably could be a great life for some people. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that we're all probably more along the lines of like that one to ten yeah where we we want to we want to try new things we want to take big chances and maybe take risks because the rewards are even greater yeah so in this phase of life that you're in because life is a, a series of phases yeah right you know what do you want this phase of life to really be be defined by
1: confidence yeah i want to be confident in everything we're doing mm-hmm. believing that what we're doing is going to work is mm-hmm. going to be successful I never have any doubts. You can't have doubts. Just go for it. You know, just pursuing life with the confidence that you got this. That's what this life, this phase of life is about for me.
2: Yeah, like if you believe that you can do something, there's a chance that you'll do it and there's a chance that you won't do it still. But if you believe that you can't do it, no one ever accidentally succeeds. (laughs) So if you don't believe that you can do something, there's no way that you're going to just surprise yourself and be like, oh, wait, I actually did succeed in my dream just by not believing I could do it. There's no way. But if you believe you can do something, there is a chance you'll have success, so I think. Yeah.
0: I feel like on a lot of people's roads to success, they can be their own biggest obstacle. Yeah, for sure. Everyone is. Yeah. Everyone is. Yeah. Just getting over that self-confidence factor of like there, there is no failure. You either win or you learn. Yeah. Ooh, exactly.
1: yeah, <laughs> totally. There's
0: no sense of failure. It's an opportunity that you have the option to even do right now. I mean, yeah. just that alone. Yeah. We're lucky to be able to say that we have the ability to do something. Totally. Like this. And if you can do it and if it's an opportunity that's going to last a lifetime and what you learn and the value and the experience, there's no reason not to take go the risk, it. go for it, follow that voice that's telling you, to do what you know you're being called to do. Yeah. Especially while you're young. Especially while you're young. So what will the end of this phase look like and
2: how will it transition into the next phase? Yeah, I think whatever happens at the end of this it will have been successful and it will lead to even greater future Mm -hmm. success. I think one of my favorite quotes I ever heard is actually from this guy who worked at a bike shop who did all my bike fittings kind of thing, but he was a brilliant guy who just loved bikes. He went to law school but then decided he didn't want to do Law, he he loved bikes and wanted to wanted a bike shop. So that's wow. what he did. What <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So in terms of chasing a passion, I always respected him. Um, and uh, I remember I came back after college because I used to work for him in high school. And uh, uh, he's asking, well, oh, what are you going to do? And I said, oh, I'm going to pursue professional triathlon. And he's like, really happy to hear that I was going to do that. And he said, one of the best quotes that I ever heard from one of my college professors was, no matter what you do in your twenties, as long as you're making forward progress, as long as you're not actively stagnating or moving backwards, you'll be successful in your thirties. And I always really liked that because I think I struggled with the idea of if I'm not taking linear path to success, then I will have derailed the rest of my life. And well, no, I can't sacrifice the rest of my life for pursue a dream. But he kind of instilled, well, no, what you're doing is still forward progress. It may not be this way, but it's this way. And that can still then give you broad stroke To go that same direction or go this so it's just that kind of concept of we're not stagnating and we're not Mm -mm. being detrimental to our life we're acquiring skills it's going to make us better it's broadening horizons it's just it's it's skill development it's everything totally um it's just
1: about committing to something and giving it your all so that you can go fearlessly and confidently into whatever you're doing next
2: Mm. yeah you have to bet on yourself if you can't learn to bet on yourself when you're younger you're not just going to develop that skill later if you have the opportunity yeah. to on yourself when you're younger and you choose not to the rest of your life
1: when are you ever gonna yeah. bet on yourself mm-hmm.
2: yeah and it only gets harder to once you yeah. have kids you have significant others that kind of stuff it gets harder to take risks fortunately it's just us yeah. and we are both supportive of taking risks kind of thing but in the future it's it's you learn the skill of exactly that betting on yourself yeah taking a risk and then backing it up with i have to succeed at this because yeah it's we've like to it's like free.
1: when you asked me when did you know that you were ready to dive into something i said i looked back on my track record and i'd always accomplish what i set out to do we set out to live in this van to pursue triathlon for four more years at the end of four more years if we've done exactly that that's the biggest track record of success i've ever had you know that's four years of dedicated life goals you know and that's think about that, the confidence that, that gives you the experiences that gives you and how that sets you up for success in the future. So mm-hmm. it's like the biggest stepping stone that we will both have created together, which is yeah. really fun and beautiful.
0: I like what you said, Michael, about sometimes, especially when you're young, you don't have to overcomplicate your life trajectory. As long as you're moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> whatever you're doing day to day, could look like anything as long as you can say you're learning you're growing you're pushing yourself and you're moving forward that's a solid
2: foundation that you're just going to continue to build upon yeah Yeah. i think it makes you better too i think the more skills you have the more experience you have yeah it just that's what sets your upper limit in life if you've only ever had one job you've only ever ever done one thing you've never taken risks you've never bet on yourself you've never pursued a passion you've never chased a dream how are you ever going to really optimize what you're you as a human you as an individual are capable of if you've never actually tested the limits kind of thing so if you can test the limits in athletics or in um in art and passion and entrepreneurship then that translate over that translates over so that's a great point i think to wrap up on don't overcomplicate it life can be
0: as crazy or simple as you want it to be as long as you're happy and as long as you're moving forward yeah you're going in the right direction I like absolutely that. i like that well, this was a great conversation, you guys. Thanks, yeah, John. Thanks a ton, John. Always, yeah, a, super enjoyed. fun. It's super informative. I think you both live a very interesting, eventful life. And uh, I look forward to learning more about it. Yay. Awesome. Thanks, a ton. thanks for having us. Thank you, guys. Thank you all for listening. And you can follow along on all the fun stuff that's going on at Phase Transit. How can people follow along?
1: Yeah, we have uh, Instagram, Phase Transit, P-H-A-S-E, Transit, like the transit van. Um, and a website, www.phasetransit.com. And yeah. how
2: about you guys' personal accounts?
1: Oh, I'm Kendall A. Yates.
2: Yeah, I'm Swim Mike Run. So it's like Swim Bike Run, and triathlon, except Mike. So swim, swim Mike Run. Everyone
1: right. thinks his name is Mike. It's really funny.
0: <laughs> so. Swim Mike Run and Kendall A. Yates. Yeah. Okay. Give them a follow, guys. They're up to some fun stuff. They're really interesting, awesome people. And thank you for listening and check you on the next one.